Welcome to the Geeks of the North, a hobby and gaming podcast in the Dolph We're here to paint some miniatures and talk about the hobby, so why don't you sit back, relax, grab a paintbrush, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Geeks of the North, your hobby and gaming podcast in the Dolph As always, as you might remember because it's been a while, I am your host Paul Filio, here once again with the man who needs no introduction, Anton Bergeron. Why did you introduce me then? Uh, I like things being uniform. <laughs> Don't mess with my OCD, man. <laughs> How's it going, Antoine? Uh, going okay. <laughs> Tired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a, a big month. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, moving is a big month, and uh, planning for the move is a big month, and selling the house is a big month, and... Combine all that in yep. one month, and it's an extra big month. Oh, the the movie's not done yet, so it's uh, that's true. We I'm not seeing the uh, light at the end of the tunnel yet. <laughs> yeah, but it will come. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it will. <laughs> I hope so. I, I got nothing to add. Just, just yes. I'm being supportive. <laughs> I am a good friend. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, we haven't pod faded. We, uh, we actually tried recording an episode and, uh, Skype pooped all over us and died halfway through. And then, uh, the house selling came up and life was chaotic and we never got back to recording until this week. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're back. Yay. Rejoice. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we probably should have organized the uh, subject beforehand. Are we actually doing what was in the, uh, doc or what we docked about last night? When we're done with the Abbey, we'll see what we feel like. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Quality podcasting here, folks. As always. As always. So, uh. I I must be honest, I forgot that we had a topic in the doc. Well, at least we're consistent in being bad. Yep. That is not supposed to be like that. So, uh, what you doing there tonight? I'm painting a boot. Did you say a booth? B-O-O-T-H or a boot? B-O-O-T. Okay. One single boot, that's uh, almost... Uh, inch and a half high, so it's almost like painting a single model. Oh, we're doing the the large-scale anime models? Yeah, I'm painting a garage kit of... I think the name is Laos. It's the main character in Delicious in Dungeon, or Dungeon Meshi, I think. Not sure about the pronunciation. So it's a large uh, resin kit of uh, a manga character. So I always like that term, garage kit. It's like a polite way of saying unlicensed. <laughs> well, there are some licenses. That, that one is licensed. Okay, so is it really a garage kit then? I thought a whole garage kit thing were... Garage kit just came from the amateur term, and it was kept. <laughs> and as you mentioned, a lot of it was... Uh, a bit dubious <laughs> of uh, licenses. <laughs> but uh, 
the term has just been in use and kept. Okay. So, so, so it no longer it means to, what it used to mean. It's just well, there is probably still part of it. <laughs> That's true. Depending on where you are taking yours. In this case, it's an official model. <laughs> As I said, it looked pretty good for a for a garage kit. Um, it's like I don't remember. If, yeah, the, do you remember that uh, giant koi fish? Thing Matt yes. Pietro did it for a uh, Crystal Rush a couple years ago. I remember that being referred to as a garage kit, and I'm like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you say so. I think most bigger scale non gaming pieces are called garage kits now. Sure, because why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the. The model is by the company Volks in the Charagumin line and the quality is incredible. Everything fits perfectly. It's resin, but everything is keyed. Uh, it's even colored resin, so like all the armor parts because it, ton- it comes in a, a ton of pieces, but all the armor parts are uh, like silver resin Oh yeah, it was, it was Boots, colored resin. The I bag yeah. where uh, brown resin. The the two ends and head were skin colored or kind of skin colored, like a, a beigeish color. Rich, rich, rich. So it's really, really well done, and everything fits perfectly. I've been I assembled the model just to see how it works, and everything fit so well and tight that it didn't need glue, and it was holding. Oh, yeah, we did that. Actually, I was over painting at your house, I think, when you did that. Yeah, you, you came for a painting evening when I was uh, finishing to uh, to clean up. To clean it up. That's right. I remember. Yeah, I, I don't know if that series is a, an anime or, or just a manga. Just a manga for now. There is a fan-made anime trailer that really looks good. <laughs> But uh, I've read the the first two uh, uh, mangas, chapter oh. books, issues. I, I don't know. It gets confusing with manga. I find. Yeah, uh, of the manga, it's funny. I, I really <laughs> the story is really interesting. Like it's a dun- uh, an adventuring party. They're in a dungeon deep down, and they had the, a ton of encounters. Some some. Not accidents, but uh, they they lost uh, material on the way, provisions, and they encounter a dragon. But in theory, they should be ready to fight the dragon. But due to the lack of food, because they have been uh, they lost rations and stuff like that on the way, the the morale is not exactly there. And the leader, while he is lost in thought, thinking about that gets in the way of the dragon and his uh, sister protect him but by doing that uh, the dragon eats her but while she's uh, getting chewed <laughs> she teleport the whole party out except herself uh, out of the dungeon to save them so they're all stuck outside they don't know what to do and the, they decide that they know that if they go back fast enough and she's not been digested they will be able to resurrect her 
but they don't have any cash. They don't have time to go back and they don't have rations and any uh, equipment to go back in the dungeon. <laughs> so part of this party split, but the rest decide to stay with the uh, Laios. And he decides that the only way to do so, he, he's kind of a, like a dungeon otaku. <laughs> he's, he's super nerdy about dungeoning. And he, he decides that if they want to do it, they have to go right now and eat stuff from the dungeon on their way down to the dragon. Seems legit. <laughs> yeah. And they start, they try to do that, but they don't know how to cook stuff. They get almost poisoned. But <laughs> on the way down, they encounter a dwarf that's an adventuring cook. That of course. His old stick is about uh, eating stuff from the dungeons. <laughs> and he decides to join them. And as they go, they eat. They start eating stuff to get and try to reach that dragon. And the, the dwarf uh, dream is to cook a dragon. <laughs> So that's why he, he joins them. Why not? <laughs> right? Just just why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it makes me think of uh, Food Wars, Sh Shokugeki do Soma. Because all the stuff about food is super exaggerated and you see how it looks so good and they talk about uh, how they bring the aromas out and stuff like that. But they're cooking giant scorpion and uh, man-eating mushrooms and stuff like that. So yeah, when, when I get time, I'll, I'll continue reading it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, that sounds like an Antoine show. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> so that's what I'm working on. I'm working on one of the one of his boots. I've done most of the uh, non-metallic uh, airbrushing. So I'm uh, doing all the letters and the flesh. And after that, I'll, I'll do the all the metallics in one go because there's a, a lot of pieces of armor. The guy is a, a kind of a knight or at least a heavily armored fighter. So <laughs> Kind of one and the same, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. So, what are you working on? The question should be, what am I not working on? So, right now, I, I just assembled <laughs> uh, Pulp City Model, uh, the original version of Nuke. Um, and he is weirdly positioned. Yeah. He's, like, leaning forward, I just realized. Kind of a strange floaty stance. Maybe I can bend him back. That seems dangerous, but it's working. Yeah, you don't have access to the other one? No, I don't have the 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 the. Uh, that's why you're assembling him because the other one looks so yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I have the old one. Uh, he's assembled now. Um, I was making a, a bad guy crew a while mm -hmm. back, and I never uh, I never quite finished it. So that was one of the models. Also, there should be a Twilight somewhere on this table. It needs to be assembled. Uh, oh look, there's mysterious man and Zenobi. Um. Yeah, so I assembled him to get him out of pieces, so there's less chance that I will you lose, lose a piece. pieces. Yeah, and he has tiny pieces, so yeah. Yes, yes, he that does. was the right way to right way to yep, go. That's my thought exactly. Um, aside from that, 
I have uh, relic knights on my table because apparently mm-hmm. that's a thing again. I blame you, Anton. Never stop playing. <laughs> you never stop playing. Yes, this is true. But you, you know, you play like one game a year. So I don't know if it really counts. But I play at least three or five with Daniel every year. I like how you double down there. You did, not can. three or four. Three or five. <laughs> never four. Uh, I'm tired, so it's probably... Uh, never four. <laughs> you either go five or you go three. Yeah, four yeah, that's is a- right out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the uh, tiredness is kicking in. It's all good. <laughs> no, but we play... Uh, we probably at, at least an handful. Like, Daniel, I only play with him during summer or during any school break. So that limits when we can we get to play, but when that happens, we tend to just play Relic Knights together. Yeah, he's one of those weird, like, overachieving school teachers that, that cares about, you know, being alert and prepared for work. So he tries not to stay out late gaming during the school year because he has to get up at, like, 5 a.m. to get to class or something. And he does live even farther than you from the store, so... Yes, this is true. He lives off of the island on the west, and you live off the island in the east. Yeah, but... (laughs) Even if I live off the island, I live 20 minutes from the store. Yeah, yeah. The store is in the east, so... (laughs) For me, it's nothing. Yes. The store is definitely closer to you... Uh, than it is to Daniel or I. But it is still closer to me than Daniel. Yeah. These, these are yeah. all true facts. So there's Daniel we can play to, uh, with, and there are... Uh, we have friends in New England that we will be able to play with also. Yeah, that's the apparent... Uh, that's apparently the case. That's why I'm getting these things ready, because uh, we're... I saw talk about Captain Con and... and Relic Knights and blah 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 blah. So, and Pop City. And Pop City. We must be honest. That was the the first goal. But <laughs> yes, yes, Pop City will be good, and uh, I can wow them with my paint jobs, and then you can pull out your models and make my paint jobs look like poop. And uh, but they've already seen. My oh, that's models, true. Though. So now there's just no hope for me. It'll be oh, wow, those oh, are really nice. The, but have you seen Antoine's? Like, yes. Y- your stuff will be new. That's so. true. Uh, that's true. It's a it's a fun time, fun game. Uh, Pop Sabian, uh, Relic Knights. I don't know. I've never tried it, but I've I've printed off rule books and I've got models here. I'm now assembling what appears to be a four armed bear commando guy. I mean, how do, how do you go wrong? Oh, that's a cat. But uh, you shouldn't yeah. assemble because he's got no rules in the current edition, right? Exactly. Is in the. Uh first extension that will come out <laughs> when slash if they come out. <laughs> well, I'm going to assemble him anyway, because he was here. Yeah. But right now, you don't have rules to play him. That's okay. I don't need no stinking rules. Okay, I kind of need rules. Yeah. He's a giant cat, though. I I couldn't tell. Not, not a bear. Okay. I, I'll take your word for it, Fluff Bunny Antoine. I haven't read anything. Well, he, he, no, I think he's a raccoon. Sure. Yeah. 
Because the Tonarians are cat people, I think. That's the... Uh, <sighs> the Relic Knights for the Relic Knight for Doctrine, Kisa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The half-dressed wizard-looking chick that's riding a giant mechanized cat or something. Yeah. Those are the cat people, and I think this guy, this guy is ori- originally from the Corsair, and I think he's like a raccoon or a red. Is there a, or something a Corsair like version of him with like a frying pan and stuff, like a chef? Or- yep. It's the same character. Yeah. So. It's the same character, but the one you have is what they call the dark space version. So they're kind of the alternate version that go in different uh, factions. Oh, okay. There were special models done for the Kickstarter. And they don't have a specific fluff or something. Most of them also were um, more... Inspired by uh, outside license. Yeah, I was looking. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't have models, like the Gabe and Tycho, and like the models have rules. There's there's a bunch of stuff with no rules. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Well, all the dark space, Gabe and Tycho, and some of the new knights. I think the uh, questing knights variants. Of the ring lights, some of them wear out in the limited release, and I think those don't have rules yet either. Well, I know there's like a there's a one shot uh, pinup and stuff in their master class models. Yep, and she doesn't have rules. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy looks a lot cooler than I thought he was gonna. The forearms thing is just a little weird. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> so, what else have you worked on in the past what month uh, now chibis Antoine lots of chibis <laughs> yeah that's true um, because Antoine resurrector of because dead Antoine, games yes yeah. uh, pulled out endless fantasy tactics well I, that was second oh sorry yes first we played uh, rangers of shadowdeep uh, we played chibis of shadowdeep yes, which is a phenomenal game I uh, I had so much fun with it. I really like the role-playing aspect of it. Or rather, the, the character sheet aspect of it. It made me think um, like Final Fantasy-esque or something. Uh, I, I really, really liked it. And then uh, because we were <laughs> had the chibis out anyway, uh, and Antoine had done a, uh, a board for a competition, a, a terrain board, uh, we started playing some Endless Fantasy Tactics. And uh, that has also been cool and fun and enjoyable. So you started painting more chibis. Yeah, so I painted, I don't know, four or five chibis last week. And I assembled God knows how many more. And you painted, like, the same amount the week before for the Rangers game, too. No, no, I only painted... Uh, oh, I painted three that week before. Yeah, your knight, your companion, and the wolf, yeah, I think. Yeah. And last week I painted... I don't even know. I painted the paladin. I painted a mage. I painted a third one too. The angel? No, the angel I had. Oh, you painted the uh, vash. The, the oh, yeah, vash stampede. Yeah, yeah. Well, not vash, but vash. Yeah. Well, wow. 
Oh no! It's not an, ep- I it's not an episode, folks. I've dropped something. But this time, I know where it went. Which is good, because it's a giant hunk of resin. It's the head for uh, these... Uh, what are these things called? What are the little assistant guys called uh, for the, the questing that's... Cyphers. So it's an enslaved cipher or something for Codebreaker? Yep. Looks like a fish thing. Mm-hmm. Looks like a little fish man. Anyway. So, yeah. So I, I've been fairly... I won't use the word prol- prolific, but fairly busy. And, uh, you know, I worked on... Let's see what else I... Oh my god, there's more stuff in this list. I painted the lion for Arena Rex. I I got about 85% through Sister Bedlam for Pulp City. I assembled a, a Signar Warjack. Because for about 15 minutes I was back on the War Machine train. Got over that one, though. Um, yeah. I think I think that's about it. Um, I'll quickly go over my well games. Uh, since last we recorded, I played in a tournament at um, Warzone Montreal. Played some Guild Ball. Um, got best painted because the guy who actually won best painted already won first place, so <laughs> I got it as a consolation prize. So I'll take it. Um, and then I played the games with Antoine that uh, we'll talk about when Antoine's talking, so I don't think there's been anything else. Yeah, that's it. Was there Polcon too? In between, I don't think so. Not? I think Polcon was before that. My annual event where I run a random game <laughs> for a bunch of my friends. I think we discussed that already, because that was in August. Well, that was actually Liberty Weekend. Yeah, we discussed that, but during the episode that crashed... And I think you did talk about it on the last uh, uh, Guilt of the North episode, maybe? Well, it's, anything's possible. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> that was a long time ago, Antoine. Yeah. I know. You can't expect me to listen to my own recordings <laughs> and remember them. We've had this discussion. Yep. Where I don't remember what I said 10 minutes after I recorded the show. Which is why when I do listen to the show, I, I find it hilarious at the because I don't remember our conversations. Um, this is not working as planned. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there was also Paul Kahn. I don't know if it was in the, in what show or whatever. We did a guild ball tournament at, uh, my mom's house in the country. It was lots of fun. I fed people. But, uh, it was good. It was a good day of gaming. And I look forward to the winter edition. All right, buddy, you're up. Uh, what? I haven't done much because, like we've already talked about, uh, we are planning a move here. So uh, cleaning the house, getting ready for sale, uh, getting it, uh, keeping it uh, all uh, tidy for the visits. Tidy. Uh, tidy? Yeah. Okay, tidy. Yeah, titties or something else. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're so keeping it all tidy for the visits uh, took the brunt of my time. But uh, in the last, was it last week or the week before? Yeah, uh, I've already mentioned the uh, uh, Rogue's Cults Craft of competition. Mm-hmm. 
So the <clears throat> the first month in the end was a kind of a a free month. Uh, but for the second month, I got the Ruin Temple uh, team, and I couldn't start working on it until the last week. But in the last week, I did. I took a lot of time during those five days, but I was able to finish uh, my small demo size board for Endless Fantasy Tactic of a Forest Temple board. And it looks stupid good, people. Do yourself a favor. Uh, go to uh, Antoine's Facebook page, the, the Zunion page. There's pictures of it there. Yeah, or on my blog too. Yeah. And uh, you blog. That's so 90s. Um, yeah. <laughs> unless you're blogging about food. In which case, you should probably be on Instagram. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sidetrack. Um, yeah, but, so go check this out. It's on the, the Zunion Facebook page. That's Onion with a Z at the beginning. And uh, it looks amazing. Carry on. So I was able to get that done in uh, kind of four days and a half, maybe. But I, it was done. It, I, I'm really happy with it. The only thing that bugs me is that being able to repeat like the basing scheme for it for the rest of the board might not be easy because I never marks anything. When I work, and I always mix paints, so. Yeah, that's what you get for being an artiste, Antoine. Got to be a downside. Yeah. Not much of an artiste, really, but still. So, uh, the board uh, did well. So, the competition works. uh, Every, all contestants are paired together, and each pair is given a random team. And all pairs have different team. So me and my partner had Ruin Temple. So and at the end of the month, we are judged by a panel of five judges from the industry. Either P, uh, most of them are known for either a 3D printing terrain or custom building terrain themselves. So they're kind of big name in the terrain scene. And they go over the two pieces and they pick one. And mine was picked uh, three votes to two. So it seemed to have been uh, ID, ID contested. Or well, the, the thing is that your uh, opponent had a uh, fantastic piece as well. Oh, yes. He based it off of... Um, the Power Slave Iron Maiden album cover. Mm-hmm. And he'd built this whole giant pyramid that was, uh, you could open up inside and access the inside. And there was all kinds of, like, terrain surrounding it. And it was, it was super in depth. But I think it really depends on what the judge's criteria were. Yep. Because your, uh, your finishing, uh, like, your, yours, was cleaner in a lot of ways and more refined. His head yeah. was more, right? There was a lot of detail. He'd done all the hieroglyphs and all kinds of stuff. It was super, super cool. But if you're judging based on how well the the crafting of the 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 board was and how well it was painted, then yours is superior. In terms of complexity, 
and detail levels. Uh, and in terms of probably uh, vision, like his, I, I his know was, one of the was, part was because we we have the comments from the judges, so that's oh, that's good. Because we we have everything and it's all open, so we can see how what they thought about our piece and the or uh, partner pieces. And in the two guys that didn't vote for me in the end, their main point was that mine was not close enough to the team and that's really important so i had like the just the entrance because my piece it's kind of a, a forest floor with the side of a hill where there is a temple entry i, I call it a forest temple entry with a tree uh, growing on top of it so i only have the an exterior part of the temple and not the temple itself while he did the whole pyramid and everything that goes inside. So though the judges that uh, took the, the team more at art in their ju judgment uh, gave their point to him. It's, uh... But they all said that they had to uh, think about it a lot. <laughs> so, Yeah, I... I understand where they're coming from, but I don't know. The thing is, I, I could see your piece was, uh, like, I knew what the theme was, and I looked at your piece, and I was like, oh, it's like a, a, a jungle temple a la Indiana Jones in a chibi endless fantasy tactics format, right? So... Mm -hmm. I, I got the connection, but maybe that's because I also knew what you're going for. We discussed it. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was still a pretty good, um, pretty, pretty thematic related to the, to the competition theme. Oh, yeah. Like one of the judges that didn't vote for me see more like, if the top of the tree has been able to remove and we saw a bit of the inside of the temple, that would have changed his vote. So That's fair. Like, I'm not saying they're wrong for judging the way they judge. It's, it's their competition. Me neither. <laughs> their guidelines. And, and it's good. clearly mentioned that the adherence to the team is really, really important. So... Like, I, I got good points about the pain my the cleanliness execution. of my painting and the, of the execution but that's not everything in that that competition like the how playable the piece is counts depending on what your team is uh, execution material choices uh, overall feeling sticking to the team so the, all those parts are important and matters I find it interesting. There's a thing about material choices because, well, some teams are sp uh, material specific. One of the team oh, is okay. uh, cardboard only, so oh, it's wow. kind of an open team. But you must use cardboard for ninety five percent of your build. So in the end, it's cardboard for everything except glue and paint. That would be challenging for a lot of people. I think. Yep. I think you should be grateful you did not get that one. Not that you couldn't do something cool out of cardboard, but it's kind of a limiting <laughs> a limiting medium, right? Because you can't really... Any texture to it is not... 
uh, how do you say this? Like it's, it's going to be applied after the fact with textured paints and stuff. You can't really engrave, impress, uh, sculpt uh, cardboard, yeah. right? You can impress, but I. Well, like, really, how much of it will stay or show or will not be yeah. destroyed by the paint after that? And yeah, yeah, you, you know what I'm going for, right? Like it's yep, not uh, absolutely. It's not a very versatile medium. I'm sure whatever they did was cool. Oh yes, because it it sounds funny. Like I I was like seeing people being ingenious, right? And you gotta really be creative when your material choice is so limited. Mm-hmm. If you want to pull off something something neat. So that was the first thing I did. And the second thing is just uh, the work I've been doing on Laos, like we already talked about that I'm painting right now. So that's that's all my uh, my hobbying. It was a, a Nintendo four days and a month long drought. <laughs> month long drought now. Yeah. Well, these these things happen, right? Yep. And for games, uh, I played a game of Aristea with Yom to uh, to show him the game. One night he came over. Uh, really fun game. Uh, it's re- it's really cool. Uh, I need to paint the rest of my set, and uh, eventually get uh, get something for the terrain. Like they they're f- it's a flat board, but it would uh, it would benefit from some three D elements to to fill out. And outside of that, there was the Rangers of Shadow Deep game we played, and the Endless Fantasy Tactics games. And uh, both of those yeah. were fun. The Rangers of Shadow Deep, I, I really liked it. Not not purely for the mechanics of it, but just for the uh, for people who don't know, it's it's cooperative Frostgrave, right? It, yeah, exactly. It's a cooperative Frostgrave with uh, really uh, specific themed scenarios. So the feel of playing cooperatively, a miniature game cooperatively was really fun like removing every bit of competitiveness out of it also it helps that the game is kind of random because the it used uses d20s and the range on those is so large that no matter what you do it's so swingy that you have to accept that it might go in your favor or not at all even when you think it's going to go in your favor, like surprise. Yeah, you stack up bonuses, but if when you roll a two, even with uh, stacked up bonus, if your opponent rolls an eighteen, you you won't have enough <laughs> to go to compensate. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that game is also deadly. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be oh, not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was I really really liked playing. We played with uh, uh, Paul and uh, Yum, so we were three rangers and uh, their companions through yeah. the first uh, mission. That mission included two scenarios, so we played that uh, in an evening, and uh, it was really fun. Yeah, it was about. Two and a half hours, maybe? With, yeah, like, something the, like that. With learning the rules, which, mind you, there wasn't a, a ton to learn. Um, yeah, it was 
played fast. It was engaging. The biggest challenge of that game is the the terrain types you need mm-hmm. and the amount of models you need. Yeah. Right? Because, it, you know, every scenario has a, is in a different location with a bunch of different opponents. So it takes a ton of models to to really play the game. Yeah. And like the other says, go, go AV on proxy. You don't need to get everything right. Especially as like, everything changed from uh, scenario to scenario. But still, you want something that kind of fits at least. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the challenge. But I mean, you know, like the, the first scenario is all about, uh, was it, uh, giant rats and zombies? I mean, you could use skeletons or ghouls or whatever. Like the next missions, I think, are, Uh, gnolls, I think. So you could use orcs or goblins. Yep. Like you, you can. There's a lot of ways to to play it. But yeah, the next mission I was looking at uh, starting to plan it, and we will use the. That's the one that needs the three, like the three dungeon rooms, three room dungeon for the the base of the tower. That's the next one. Yeah, that's the next one. I thought that was the last one. I thought the next one was the one with the gnolls. Yeah, the the gnolls. The that mission. Uh, the gnolls are in the first oh, scenario. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They they are guarding it. The second scenario is that, and the last scenario of the mission is the the tower itself. Yeah, that's right. I, I always try how things are broken up. So we'll have to decide how we do that. <laughs> Does your terrain competition have a? a- A month where you have to build a tower? Is that the- <laughs> you never know because it's random every time. Like, my team this month is farm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing is, so, so here's the thing, right? Yeah. How do you... Farm is pretty vague. Absolutely. So, so you could build, for example... A terrain board that looked like a, uh, you know, one of the Minecraft farms where people like produce a random resource in Minecraft. Like, and it's definitely a farm. Yeah. I, I had a server farm in mine. I had, uh, like a alien type, uh, room full of eggs in mind or any yeah. type of, uh, like horror buddies in cocoons or stuff like that. Uh, another one was a dungeon full of uh, mushrooms, like uh, farmed mushrooms of different sizes and rocks are croppings and stuff like that. My other one was the garden bud from the octonauts. Octopod. So your kids are on octonauts now? Uh, they never stopped. <laughs> oh, my, my kids are on octonauts now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wake up at night, you know, Singing creature reports. Yeah. Creature, creature reports. Report. <laughs> yeah. My son asked me to sing him that for bed. I'm like, <laughs> which one? Every episode is a different song, right? So, like, pick a pick an animal you want, and I'll memorize that song and sing it to you. Jeebus. The dangers of having kids, folks. Yeah, yeah. My my son has been wanting. I was been talking about uh, 
being a mar marine biologist for a while now because of that show and uh, Deep. It's another uh, marine show that he's watching. So well, that's cool, though. Yep. And I really like the Octonauts compared to a lot of the other stuff they are watching. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's more entertaining in a lot of ways. Yeah, my my wife feels the same way. She like is so tired of Paw Patrol and yeah. you know Dora and, and all that stuff. She likes Octonauts because and like even I learn stuff. <laughs> Some yeah, of the animals in are in there. I had no idea existed. And some of the stuff, like, you'd swear to God they just make it up for the cartoon because it's so out of this world crazy. Like, that can't exist. No, but it they always exist. have the, uh, the after show where the... Uh, yeah. The, the creature reports, exactly. Where and they, they like, show real videos of them. And, uh, wow. <laughs> there is some messed up stuff living under the sea. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And uh, I ain't just talking about Ariel. Like... There is some wicked crazy stuff down there. It's probably better for us that it's down there and not up here, because we wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> uh, what else did we play? Oh, yeah, we, we didn't talk about Endless yet. Nope. How many, how many hours are we into the show? Uh, should probably check We're that. pretty in the second hour, at least now. <laughs> we're 45 minutes in. Okay, uh, we haven't rambled too, too much. Excellent. Well, we hadn't recorded in a month, so we had stuff to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I'm just trying to make sure we keep it uh, concise-ish. <laughs> Ish. Ish. Yeah. Don't worry. I ain't fooling myself. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, so Endless. Yeah. We, yeah we've endless. talked about that game in the past. But, uh, a long time ago. Yeah, a long time and, ago. And to be honest, I, I hadn't played it. I played it um, forever ago during the first Kickstarter. We tried it. Mm-hmm. And I found the game, I would say, overly simplistic. And, like, it, uh, I found it degenerated quickly into a lot of repetitive turns. Right? I move behind you. You move behind me. I move behind you again. Um, but we were playing with a very small model count back then on a small board. Or even on a, actually, it was a fairly big board, but it was, we were playing a small model count. And, uh, I, I think we played it wrong. I think it really needs more models. And at the end of the game, it does kind of get, it breaks down. Like when you've got like, you know, three or four guys on one guy, mm -hmm. but realistically what game doesn't at that point, like. And the few games we've played were also uh, just a general skirmish scenario. There are yeah. other scenarios where you have more stuff to do and that probably uh, that, colors that more what the, you do. Yeah. That adds to every game, right? Yep. Any game where you get more than just uh, kill each other, kill each other, always helps. Ooh, also, look good. Sorry, I just assembled the uh, what's this guy's name? CSM Alex or something? Yes. Because uh, I picked him up at uh, Captain Con last year for five bucks, and he's a giant resin model, and he's quite nice. Uh, but yeah, sorry, endless fantasy. Yeah, um, it's fun. Yeah, it's the game. The game is very enjoyable. Um, I like the fact that you can have multiple models of the same class, but they feel different because of the abilities you give them. Mm -hmm. Now, you can have a knight that's very tanky, but you can also have a knight that's very paladin-y, 
or you could have a night that's uh, you know very DPSy. But you know, uh, we saw that la- during our last game. Your night was a tank, and my night was uh, like an- more concentrated on movement and attack. Yep. Just because how the it works, the front of the card is the same for everybody, but the back of the cards came with a list of commons. And when you pick your character, you pick uh, a number of specific, a specific number of commons based on the the point size, the the point of the model. So uh, most characters are two crystals, which is the their two points, yeah, points, their resource, yeah. And they are also the like the generic models in the game. There are some one point one crystals and some special characters three crystal yeah. ones, but most of them are two crystals. And you pick four like the- out of ten commons. So if you take four, you pick any four of the commands. Yeah. So you have um, a lot of variety in how you can build your uh, your models. I find it odd they call them commands. I guess because it's supposed to be emulating a video game. Yeah. Because that's the whole point. We didn't mention this. The game emulates like a Final Fantasy Tactics style game. Yeah. So they call it commands. Really, it feels more like skills. Like it, I think it's less. It would be less confusing if they would have called them skills. But that's just verbiage and mm-hmm. doesn't affect anything else. Yeah, uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, I think I, I said as much on actually their Facebook page. I think that game died before its time. Oh, for sure. You know, the, I think uh, there's a couple things going on. I, I think Emily and Matt, uh, the, the owners of the company, um, just had a lot going on in their lives, so it was hard to try to grow that game and, and do something with it. I think model production was an issue. Yeah, and they were moving across the country at that time, too, when they decided to stop it. Yeah. And they were doing all their casting in-house at that point. Uh, They had some QC issues. didn't help either. (laughs) Yeah, there was was a bunch of small things, but it was like a a death of a thousand cuts. There's always hope that they come back. I mean, it's not like they can't restart production and and restart working on the game. And so for people who want to play it, like we've been playing with chibis because we have more of those and most of them are painted, so it's easier to play with that than with the uh, official models. As we're probably lacking enough to play. Yeah, I, I don't have that many of the official models. Yeah. To be honest, I can't even find them. I went looking for them. I don't know where they are. Yeah. But the, the rules are all available on War Games Vault. So... For people who yep. want to play it, uh, that's something you can do. <coughs> the, the biggest challenge being the the where the boards are made, right? Because it's not generic uh, miniature wargaming terrain. It plays on a grid with elevation and stuff. Uh, you can play it in 2D, mm-hmm. but that seems like that would be kind of dull. Um, yeah, but it's easier to... Takes less space, doesn't need to be stored. You know what stored. might be interesting? Is, I was just thinking about something. You could uh, get a big sheet of acetate and have it printed with a uh, a grid on it. Mm-hmm. Like a gra- like graph paper, like 30 millimeter squares or whatever. And then just take any piece of whatever, paint some colors on it, and then throw the acetate over it. Yep. Right? So then you have your, your different terrain types, quote-unquote. And then for elevation, like I said, like we discussed, you could just mark in the corner of the square what the elevation is with a with a wet erase or something. Yeah. Right? 
Um, but it's less visually stimulating than something like your board is. Mm-hmm. But there are some, like the ad that Geomancer said that they called, that was a... Like stackable MDF. Stackable MDF, yeah. The, the steps are smaller, but it makes it, I think, easier to play. Yeah, for sure. It's easier to transport, too. Yep. Uh, but I think you needed... I seem to recall that was another problem. The Geomancer set was nice, but it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap, but it was a, a quarter It was only board, a quarter size, like I, yeah. Like my board, it was an 8 by 8 squares. Yeah. And you, so you needed four sets, and I think it was, wasn't it like 25 or $30 US? Possible. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so it was like you needed to spend over $100 US for a, for a board, and that's, that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was only really usable for that game. It's not like, you know, I'll spend $100 on a couple of buildings from Tabletop World, but that's okay because I can use it for multiple games. Yes. Okay. Okay. Isn't, you know. The, the, the mileage may vary on whether or not that's okay, but <laughs> if you ask my wife, that is not okay. <laughs> but you get my point. I do. So, but we've uh, we've had a lot of fun with that. The uh, we played the a couple of games on the that the, that new board, the the, two, the new forest board, mm-hmm. and we played a larger game at the. Like a full size game on my old demo board, and uh, my God, Millie was deadly on that small board. Yes, but that he, the board looks good, so I kind of wish I had time to finish finish it because I only did a quarter of it. But the the rest will be faster too because there's no giant tree on it that I need to sculpt. So, hopefully, soonish, I'll have time to work on it. And if we continue to play, I have other boards ideas that I want to do. So that's that's bad. I always have idea for terrain, but it's always so specific that it's not reusable everywhere elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. But that could be usable for. Like variants of Super Dungeon Explorer, or maybe even for um, RPGs. If you play with uh, miniatures, you, you you need the tiles anyway for counting. Yeah, this is true. They are really specific sets that would need to fit with your adventures. <laughs> but I wonder if you could use something like Dwarven Forge. Doesn't Dwarven doesn't Dwarven Forge tiles stack? Aren't they stackable? Isn't there something for that? Yes. I'm sure there is. I don't know much about it, but I wonder if we could... I mean, I know it's not cheap, but then at least it's modular. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And there are some uh, uh, 3D printable options, too. Yeah, but I don't know if I'll live long enough to print a whole board of those. <laughs> well, will you... Especially now my printer's down, but... Will you live long enough to afford a Dwarven Forge board of those? <laughs> I, you know, I don't even know how much Dwarven Forge stuff costs. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> but we always uh, hear that it's quite expensive. But if we only need stuff for, uh, like, 16 square, it's not so bad. Like, we don't need the walls. So it's mostly tiles for for floor, different tiles for floorings and some obstacles. So it's pretty isn't that bad. 
And what? and we don't need it painted. We can paint that. So you can go with the cheaper option of the unpainted, unpainted ones. Oh. Hey, didn't... Uh, oh, no, that was... Uh, didn't Secret Weapon mini, Minis do something like that for dungeon tiles, but for, like, mines and stuff? Yes. Yeah, just like... Yeah, so, uh, I, I don't know if I'm looking at the right stuff, but, uh, maybe it's because looking at resin. Hold on. There must be a cheaper option than resin. Forge of Forge? Yeah. No, I think resin is the cheap version. No. No? No, I think their Dwarvenite, quote unquote, is the cheaper version. Oh, yeah, I, I thought that was the. The higher version. It's supposed to be indestructible and... Uh, oh, maybe. Uh, who knows? The, the the website is... uh Well, the thing is that the resin stuff doesn't seem to come in unpainted. Oh. Uh And stuff seems to be like a mix. Yeah, I don't know. We, we'd probably have to spend a couple hundred bucks to get enough tiles to... Then I will continue to build mines in foam. <laughs> yeah. Certainly the more cost-effective option. Yeah, not labor-intensive. That's the thing. It depends. Um, so the set of streets, which seems to have a lot of tiles, is like $290 US. Ooh. But it, it does have a bajillion tiles. Um, that's for the uh, unpainted version. That's a lot of different textures. There's, it's cool-looking. I don't know. If I had infinite money. If only. Yeah, if I had infinite money, <laughs> gaming would be my job. <laughs> yeah. I... We would get time to paint those models and use them. <laughs> Though, you know, some of this stuff might be cheaper. Like, for example, they have in their introductory sets, they have a, like, Tudor cottage or a small house. It's $39 US. That's not bad for a small, like, for a small building. So there, there may be, you know, worthwhile things there, even if you're not looking at dungeon tiles. Anyway, wow, this is a segue in super interesting radio as I browse someone's website. Um, we are bad at this, Antoine. We're always bad, but I think we're getting worse in our old age. And uh, my wife also, by the way, has some complaints because every week you keep changing games. So every week I drag something else out of storage and <laughs> deposit it somewhere in our house to work on. Well, at least in the last month, it's been different games, but the same miniatures. Yes, but more and more books keep piling up. Yeah. Every day she sees me reading a different rule book. She's like, what's, what's this now? Uh, I'm saving just... you most of the book. And... And you're, you're, what? Uh, I'm saving you with the book. Uh, I read more than what I've been talking with you about per week. Oh, yeah. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but still. Um, well, I, I just, you know, I, I appease my wife by reminding her that, uh, or by letting her know that these are all games I already have miniatures for, and there's no financial investment. So that goes a long way to making things okay. Yep. We're, we're in. I have only the French word rentabilisant. On rentabilise nos nos preuves, nos anciens achats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're we're uh, we're finding the value in our previous uh, 
that's not right, quite right. Anyway, yes, it's exactly right. <laughs> Whatever it is you're trying to say, it's exactly right. <laughs> My brain is too tired to translate. Okay, so now we must be in hour number two. Mm-hmm. No, we're just past an hour. Look at that. <clears throat> Do we want to have a topic? Uh, sure. Okay, excellent. Let's go. I don't need to eat. It's only 11 p.m. I'll have supper eventually. I'm fat. I can survive off my internal reserves. <laughs> or we can just go over the news and call it a day and we'll have a topic next week when we have less to talk about. Uh, Excellent. I like that idea. I think that's a better idea now. <laughs> If we don't want I, to make it a two-minute show two hours. Exactly. Like, Yom is not there. That, that's Yom territory time now, so... Well, it's because you know, we spent a lot of time talking about hobby because we had like eight weeks of hobby or whatever. Yeah. So. Well, in theory, I had one week of hobby. Yeah, and then three weeks of house cleaning. Yeah. What's well, still? It's, uh, it's okay. a bit different. Uh, I have some items to talk about. Uh, Sally, there's some stuff that we've missed during because of time. Uh, there will probably be. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. It's a uh, Jean Virgil uh, Kickstarter M3 Studios Kickstarter for Atom City. Oh, the terrain for yeah. uh, like uh, Fallout team terrain for a 3D printable terrain. But his Kickstarter will be ending when we release the show. However, there will eventually be late pledges for it, I'm sure. So I'll include an, uh, a link in the show notes anyway. Uh, for people to at least go see it because it's really, really, uh, interesting stuff that is done and it looks really good. And, uh, some of the buildings, most of the buildings, uh, are already damaged, like for a post apocalyptic set, but some of them are more clean. So they could work for any kind of retro sci-fi gaming where it's not uh, all destroyed. So it's some really good stuff. So there, there was th that one we was supposed to be mentioned before, but we didn't record in time for it to be uh, worth it. So uh, go and take a look at late pledges eventually when they come out. Uh, this second item uh, is kind of the same thing. It's a regular release, but they're now out of stock because they, they sold everything they had. So those are the Alfling Treeman by Warlord Game. For uh, Warlords of Erewhon. Erewhon? Uh, however you want to say that. Erewhon? Yeah, it's nowhere uh, backward. But but oof. like seeing it in the, the, the backward sense is... Yeah, is I gotcha. <laughs> so it's uh, streaming on uh, 40 by 40 square bases. They look good. I really like their do. their style. What makes them halfling? Is because they're on. Uh, they're it's smaller? the offling list. Offling uh, is one of the army. Oh, in the okay. corners of their one. Like, they don't look like halflings. No, no, no. They, they go understand. in the uh, in that uh, that list. That's why. <laughs> so they are smaller. Like they're not giant treemen. Uh, if we go back to the uh, wood elf ways, they would be the. Like the medium infantry they had. 
not the dryads, but the other one in between. So, oh, the um, the treekin. The treekin, yeah. So, I find that they look good. Uh, sadly, I no longer have the price because they're out of stock. But they were they, they were affordable from what I remember. They're cast in resin. Uh, you get three in a box. So, look cool. Next item. It's uh, Kickstarter by Warplock Miniatures. It's the uh, second edition of Arc World. So this I, di- I didn't know there was a first edition of Arc World. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of this game before. So th- this is a narrative fantasy battle game. So it's a skirmish game. Uh, all ca- uh, all sculpting done by uh, the owner. All scut- uh, all all sculpted by and some re characterful models in there. I like that the the narrative part of it. We, there are you can uh, build abilities for your group as you play. There are options to play solo or cooperative uh, against uh, against monsters or special scenarios. It's really fun and really whimsical, and they have an Ashlyn fashion, so it's sure that I I will like it. I'm surprised you don't already own it, or do you? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> you have to admit it, you know. It seems like something you you should own. Yes, indeed. But I already have other offerings <laughs> from different companies, <laughs> multiple companies. So, yes, and that that stops all miniature gamers from purchasing more stuff, right, Antoine? No, but uh, <laughs> right now I'm trying to use what You're I have. Good. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> and it's not like I'm missing. Uh, small indie skirmish games that I'm only the only one in Quebec that owns them. <laughs> or almost. So. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. But this one looks good. Uh, I really, really like they have a giant uh, it's a giant spider. How did they call it? Uh, hmm. Anyway, look at it. It's one of their uh, scenario monster. It's a giant spider with kind of like uh, humanoid ends in front, which make it even more scary. Uh, it's the spider queen. That's what the, that's what it's called. Comes with like crystals on the back. It looks really good. It's a really big piece too. The it comes as an add-on for eighty pounds. So comes with the spider that. The, the giant spider, the three small arcanids that they call them, small, small spider, and the uh, the scenario to go with it. So it looks cool. Out of curiosity, what scale is this game? Is this 28 mil? Yeah. yeah. Oh, brewery 28 to 32. Well, I'm just asking because the, uh, if on their web, on their web store, on their Kickstarter page, there's at one point he's talking about uh, grifflings. Yes. And he's holding one. They look little baby griffins, mm-hmm. and they seem... Well, I, I guess maybe baby griffins are really small. I don't, I don't know. They seem quite tiny. They seem to be about three-quarters size of a man fi- man-sized figure. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't sure if uh, it was maybe a slightly smaller scale game or something. No, no, I did... They are not baby griffins. They're a, a subspecies of griffins. So there are small, small griffins. 
Okay. And their fluff, at least. So you do what you want with the miniatures, but still. <laughs> and also, the guy might have giant ends. So that's maybe why that the scale is, <laughs> looks tiny. <laughs> Who knows? Those sneaky, giant-handed gamers. Yeah. So the Kickstarter is running right now. By the time of uh, release of this episode, there will be two weeks left to go. It's already past its uh, funding goal of £5,000. They're over three times that in the stretch goal territory right now. So if that might interest to take a look, and uh, it's a really cool one. And last but not least, I wanted to talk about a bust. This one is by Art Miniatures. Uh, this is a Russian company. They have a Baron of Munchausen bust. So, what's the scale? It's one ninth scale, so that's pretty big. The, the bust itself is 200 millimeters or uh, 8 inches for our US friends. It's all in resin. It, it's not like it's nothing special. It's just the character that I. It's a character I like, and uh, it looks good. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, to share it so, with our, with our uh, listeners. It's a character you like. Uh, explain the Baron of Munchausen. You don't know the the story of the Baron of Munchausen. Well, isn't he kind of like okay, a. Uh... Uh, what do you call it? He's not a real person, right? Isn't he kind of... Yeah, it's a... Uh, Isn't it like a tall tale thing? Yes. Yeah. It makes me think of uh, uh, like a more fantastical version of Don Quixote. Or, or Don, Don Quixote, I, I think, in English. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But there, there, there has been a movie and... Uh, I think it's Terry Gilliam who did the the movie for uh, the Baron of Munchausen movie. And was on, when I was small, there was there was also um, I think two or three's uh, animated movie too, and they were uh, staples for me during the early days. Okay. Yeah. So I, I guess uh, <laughs> I missed that as a child. <laughs> Uh, it's a cool looking one. Uh, you can get it for 52 euros. It's a pretty big piece in resin, so uh, I think that's a, a fair price for the size of it. Well, I mean, what was the scale? I said one ninth? One or ninth. It's eight inches tall. Yeah, exactly. And there's no crazy ad or wings or stuff like that. It's just a bust uh, for yeah, eight just- inches. So. <laughs> Ask anyone that knows, eight inches is more than it seems. <laughs> That's right, I went there. Yeah, yeah. So use that you and do and uh, close the show. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I ain't topping that tonight, not in my mental state. Um, mind you, I've assembled uh, Twilight, so uh, there you go. So it was a good, a good night for assembly, not so much for painting. I've uh, managed to glue my fingers together a little bit, but not so much that I had to make a fuss on the show, so it's a good night. I finished painting uh, no. two boots and the hilt of a sword. Yeah, but those boots are like the size of a 28mm model, so yeah. it's all good. Well, so, so I'm happy with finishing two boots. Yeah. Well, that's what, this was fun. Um, yep. Let's uh, try to get back to doing this. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Before guys, next if you're month. Still, 
if you're still with us this far into the show, thank you. Um, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't much of an episode in terms of content, but uh, it is something to fill your ears with while you're at work pretending to do something productive. Yeah, and we do have topic ideas for a week or two because we've not used them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's uh, coming back a little fresher, uh, a little more tired, and uh, yeah, should be good. Well, hopefully less tired by next show. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm so tired all the time. Uh, I know. Yeah, little little uh, sneak preview, folks. People who are thinking about having kids. Don't. Uh, when they start school, it sucks. <laughs> I thought it was going to get better. Uh, no. <laughs> Do you know when it gets better? When, when they, they get move to high school the and they can move by themselves? That's true. That's true. When they, when they can start taking a bus and not yeah. have to be picked up, dropped off. Uh, I, I think that's about it. Before that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. So... Yeah, you you have years in front of you of ten uh, years at least yeah. before I get there. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> so, what's it? Freedom fifty five. Eh? That's the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Hopefully, I live that long. All right, folks. Uh, it's been real. I'll see you next week, Antoine. Yes. Okay. Take care. You too. And <laughs> bye, geeks. Thanks for listening to Geeks of the North. If you want to contact us, you can email us at geeksofthenorth at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksofthenorth or follow us on Twitter at geeksofthenorth. You can follow me, Paul, at PRFilio, Antoine at Eltonio Berg, Steve at B underscore Steve, and if you really feel the need, I guess you can follow Yom. He's at Yomasta. Breaks and outro music by Ladrave. You can listen to them at ladrave.bandcamp.com. See you next time, geeks. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find All Us Geeks, a podcast that discusses board games, movies, television, comics, Kickstarter, and many other forms of geek culture. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.